All right. Hello, everybody. This is Omar Lyles, the mental health coach with Agape Love Network. And tonight we are going to be talking about detours to destiny. All right. Detours to destiny, inspiring hope through challenging and rough times. So I'm glad to actually have you here tonight. And uh, first of all, I would like you to actually introduce yourself. Let everybody know who you are and let everybody know what you do. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. It's a pleasure to be here on the show. My name is Dr. Kiana Ralph, and feel free to call me Dr. K for sure. I tell people it's, okay. it's quite all right with me. It's shorter, easier. I'm sure it makes um, it helps me to not have to explain to others how to pronounce my name at times. And so um, <laughs> Dr. K uh, is fine. And I am the author of the book Detours to Destiny. Uh, in addition to that, I am an international consultant, speaker, and educator. I currently teach at Rutgers University, which is also my alma mater. I am a native of Camden, New Jersey. I'm born and raised and super proud of that because unfortunately, um, Camden often gets a bad rap. And I always like to represent um, because I feel like it's important to let people know that there's a lot of good and a lot of positivity um, that resides currently and has come from Camden, New Jersey. Mm, awesome, awesome. I'm glad that you're actually on here tonight because I was kind of curious, you know, about like what you do, you know, your background and things like that. So um, I think this is actually wonderful that you're actually on here tonight. So tell us a little bit about Detours to Destiny. What is that? Tell us, you know, a little bit about it. Yeah, of course. So Detours to Destiny is a book of hope, right? The whole, I, the, the inspiration behind it is Romans 8, 28, that all things work together for the good, for those who love God and are called according to his purpose. And I remember uh, the Lord had actually given me the title for Detours to Destiny when I was in a very dark place myself. And I couldn't, I was just very frustrated. I had just finished my master's degree at the time. I was just a young 23-year-old, but I thought I had so many opportunities awaiting me once I finished my master's program, but I was like, I found myself pra practically homeless and not really having anything established for myself at that point in time. And I was very frustrated and I couldn't understand. I remember just laying prostrate before God and just crying out like, what am I supposed to be doing? What's going on? I don't understand. And basically venting to God. And I remember he just dropped that in my spirit at that time and, um, you know, assured me that everything was working together for the good. And sometimes we won't always understand the chaos that we may feel around us at that particular moment in time. At least I didn't. And other times I haven't. But it all becomes clear as you continue to walk the path and stay true to the, the purpose that he has on your life. Mm -hmm. And, and when I get a chance, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and purchase that book. I'm not gonna matter of fact, I'm not gonna try. I am gonna buy it. <laughs> I promise you that I will buy that book. As a matter of fact, because after the end, um, you know, you can send me the link and I can actually just put it on after, you know, in the comment section. Okay. Uh so um uh, now that we've got that out the way. Uh, how uh, one thing I didn't get a chance to read your book myself, but I will order it. <laughs> so I'll get all the things of that nature, you know, from you, uh, 
from, right, from what written inside of it. <laughs> okay. So okay. what is um, purpose and how does a person actually discover their purpose in life? That's a great question. And, you know, I really feel like purpose may, how a person, first of all, let me talk about what purpose is, right? Uh, I believe that we are all destined for a particular uh, mission, a calling on our lives, right? And it's the thing that we were born to do, right? Something that we were created and equipped and we were given everything that we really need to fulfill it, right? But I think the disconnect for many individuals is that they often, unfortunately, don't always take the time to discover what that purpose is. And that's why you often find people who get caught up in this hamster wheel of life well, are feeling frustrated, unhappy, depressed. Uh, I believe it's because of lack of understanding or pursuing one's purpose. Now, how one discovers their purpose may look different for each individual, right? Mm -hmm. There are some people who discover their purpose um, at a young age. They know they're, look at some of the greatest athletes or the greatest mm -hmm. entertainers. Like they knew since they were a child that, that they were destined to be a star, right? And so some people know, um, some people know that way. Other people know through going through the fire, right? Mm -hmm. um, in fact, I like to say that oftentimes um, it's in our pain that we will find our purpose, right? Because storms and tribulations uh, will oftentimes get us to the point where then we're willing to be more receptive to hear uh, what God may have been trying to speak to us about our, ourselves and our purpose, right? Mm -hmm. And so I feel like a lot of the process of understanding one's purpose comes down to the ability to get to get quiet and to really listen to that that inner compass, right? I believe we all have an inner compass, some mm -hmm. call it the Holy Spirit, right? Um, but we all have a knowingness within that is always trying to guide us and direct us into our specific path. And the problem is that oftentimes, again, we many people get distracted. They get um, caught up in um, some of the more super, superficial things like uh, focusing on the money and trying to follow the money first yeah. or mm -hmm. focusing on the opinions of others and what uh, their parents or uh, individuals around them are telling, telling them what they should do as opposed to really getting clear um, on that inner voice that they know inside of themselves, mm. giving them the direction um, for concerning their destiny. Mm. So uh, uh, this is a little bit off the cuff question, but how did you discover your personal, uh, your purpose in life? How did you discover that? And how did you know what you actually wanted to do? Interesting enough. So I initially went to Rutgers to, to attend law school because everyone knows that they have a great law school. And so I just, you couldn't tell me, I, I just knew that I was called to advocate for, mm -hmm. um, I wanted to be, in, I wanted to be a human rights attorney. I just wanted to fight for mm -hmm. justice. And that was my goal. And mm -hmm. I remember I was probably in my sophomore year at the time I was a sophomore junior year, I was president of pre-law society and I, I, I was on my way, I thought. And then I had this, I guess, come to Jesus moment. And and I remember being in prayer. I remember, you know, just really feeling this sense that I was going in the wrong direction. And, mm. you know, what comes to mind is there's a quote that says, 
and then I'm paraphrasing, but basically it says that when you're climbing the ladder of success, stop now and then to check and make sure that your ladder is leaning against the right wall. And so it was at that moment that although I was, you know, I was successful being successful in school and I was on all these different clubs and activities, um, I realized at that moment through ministry, because I was serving in ministry, I had started up a ministry on campus. I was doing different things in my local church. And, you know, that opened my eyes to things I had never seen before or known before in the area of leadership and administration um, as I was positioned in these roles to lead and to help empower people. I realized in doing that volunteer work that that's what I was really more passionate about. And Mm -hmm. so it was a combination of volunteering and serving others um, and utilizing gifts that I never knew I had um, until then. And also then being really, again, like I mentioned earlier, being very, very, very open to hearing that quiet voice and, um, and not just hearing, but willing to follow it. And that was how I actually began my pursuit of purpose. I actually changed my um, initial plans mid right mm-hmm. in the middle of college, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, changed directions. And fortunately it worked out where I was able to, instead of going to law school, I was able to finish out my degree in political science and just go right into a master's program. And so, and then the rest mm-hmm. was history. And, um, and here, here I am living out my purpose and so, so grateful for it. Mm-hmm. And, and that's interesting. Following, uh, well, actually the change of direction and actually following through is key because that was like that with me. Um, The change of direction was like life changing. Yeah. You know, my mindset began to click and I'm just like, wait a minute, I know what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. (laughs) I figured this out, you know, because in that journey, you're looking for something and you're not quite sure. Yeah. But then it's like a light bulb strikes. And then you're like, wow, you know what? I think I really like doing it because yeah. I, I, being that I work in healthcare, right? Yeah. Now, I, I do speak to singles and couples and things of that nature because because uh, uh, through Agape Love Network, which is, um, I consider it much more like a practice, but it's also an organization to help people learn how to deal with things that are difficult and uncomfortable in relationships. So we focus on the mental health part of it, people who are yeah. like breaking up and things of that nature. So yeah. I said, you know what? This is my purpose. I yeah. know what I'm supposed to do. So I'm supposed to minister and help people in that specific area. So you hit it right on the money. And mm-hmm. I love it. I just said right now. So uh, one of the questions I want to ask you, because um, how do you help people to mm-hmm. strategize through getting through tough times? How do you help people strategize through getting through tough times? Yeah, so again, um, it may look a little different for each person, right? Uh, but one of my go-to, uh, one of my, the go-to areas I like to uh, practice myself and then also support others in doing the same is establishing healthy coping skills, right? Um, Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, when we're young, most households um, are not, parents don't, because most parents don't know themselves, how to teach their children healthy coping mechanisms. So the child is left to kind of figure out their own way of self-soothing. 
and being able to self-regulate their emotions. And in the process, there are some individuals who pick up the, the wrong habits as a result or the, the wrong ways of trying to deal with their stress. And so, um, so one of the things that I do is I teach healthy coping um, skills, things such as how to do deep breathing. I think breath work can be very powerful when it comes to being able to uh, de-stress, decompress. I also believe in the power of exercising gratitude. That's something that I practice myself. Um, mm. When I wake up in the morning, I like to think of three things that I'm grateful for, uh, whatever mm -hmm. comes to mind, and just really get in that feeling because they say that you can't practice gratitude or express gratitude and complain at the same time, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so it, it's a great way to uh, shift one's mood and thus push the momentum more into the positive direction. Uh, another area for me is exercising. exercising. I believe that a body in motion helps with your emotions. And so mm -hmm. the more we take time to move our bodies and also give it the healthy nutrients it needs through proper diet, um, that too can support us and being able to um, deal with stress better. Um, and then faith. Like, I mean, I honestly, that, that should really be at the top of the list. Uh, I know for me, that's been... Uh, having a relationship with God has been a game changer and being able to help me weather many storms throughout life and mm -hmm. being able to pray and worship, uh, meditate, uh, all of those things can be very, very helpful. And then there's, I mean, honestly, I could really go on. There's a list of many things, but I do want to make sure I fit this one in. Um, and mm -hmm. that is community, right? And I think mm -hmm. we oftentimes don't we 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 don't give enough value to the strength of community right and when you think of the analogy like even the birds right you you you'll notice that birds always fly together in formation because um the way the formation that they're flying in the v shape it allows the birds from the front of the line to help give extra wind to those flying behind them. So they're ultimately supporting one another. And that is the beauty of community. When we are able to be in community and have supportive, healthy relationships, then that in essence is uh, one of the keys also to being able to ride out challenging times. And I give, I'm, a, I'm big on that analogy, so I give one more. And so think of it like this, as if you're barbecuing food and you have a piece of coal that happens to fall off on the side, right? Away mm -hmm. from the rest of the pieces of the coal. Well, that piece of coal is only going to last, but so long before the fire begins to die out because it's not surrounded by the mm -hmm. other pieces of coal to help keep it lit. And so again, that too is another, a, a powerful imagery of why community is so, so vitally important. Mm -hmm. mm. Awesome, awesome. Thank you so much for that. Um, so, um, uh, now I, I, what does a person do when they feel like their whole world is actually falling apart? And I know that people want to find their purpose and things of that nature and going through tough times. But what does what does a person do when they know that life is coming to a point where they feel like they're in despair? What the, how does a person uh, get through that? And 
Yeah, that's a great question, Omar. So I really believe that everyone needs to have a strong mission, a strong vision, right? Um, they have to have a strong and compelling why. There is a quote that says, if you have a compelling why, then you can endure any what that may come your way, right? And so when you have a clear vision of your purpose, your mission, and what it is that you are called to do, then that gives you that extra drive, even in the midst of hardship, right? Um, I like to think back to a time when I was going through a really rough season. Um, I was in a car accident and I had a Ooh. bad back injury, um, debilitating, where mm. uh, it was difficult to walk. I could barely walk. And I remember I had went to this women's conference. This is, I think, probably in 2017, maybe. I went to this women's conference, and it was happened to be held at a high school, local high school um, in Voorhees, New Jersey. And I remember I was, it, I was walking down the hall, and it felt like it was the road to eternity because the, the 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 hall seemed so long because it was so difficult for me to walk it was like every step i took i was in excruciating pain mm -hmm. where mm -hmm. i almost didn't even want it almost made me not even want, just go to the the workshop which was about dealing with back pain ironically um but i knew that I had to get there and i remember telling myself as i took every painful walk with like my eyes like welling up with tears i remember telling myself that one day kiana you're going to help other people you're going to help other people that's dealing with the same type of pain that you're experiencing and for me it was not just um the physical pain of the back injury, but it was the other emotional pain that came with it. All the things that just kind of upended life at the time for me or pulled the rug up, up from under me, if you will, uh, when the car accident happened and I had other things taking place that was just trying to manage and it was taking a toll on me also emotionally. And what got me through was knowing that I was going to be able to share my testimony and share some of the things that I have been learning about my own health and how to manage it um, both physically mm -hmm. and emotionally, um, that I would be able to share it and help other people. I would help pull them through the fire as mm -hmm. I was now walking through the fire myself. And so um, for me, that was part of my why. And that allowed me understand that even though that was a difficult situation, that that wasn't my end, that it, my story wasn't supposed to end there. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what people need to remind themselves. They need to know that their current situation is not their final destination. Yeah. That yeah. there is a purpose greater than what they can see. And if they can just hold on to that and keep moving, then that will help give them the strength to be able mm -hmm. to bear it. Mm -hmm. Wow. And you know, so I, I've been through a lot of tough times myself. Yeah. And, and one thing about pretty much what I do is that I also uh, let people know that it's okay. When you feel like something is going on in your life, you, you should at least have somebody to go to. Yeah. And do not be embarrassed about whatever situation that you are going through in your life. Mm -hmm. And learn to go to somebody when you're in need of help.
<laughs> because, you know, and a lot of times we feel like we're on like this low end of life that we're afraid that we're going to be embarrassed and that people mm -hmm. are going to say things about us. If we speak yeah. to certain people about things because of the way society looks at us, right. you know, so uh, especially when it comes down to dealing with mental mental health, you know, the stigma, the stigmatism uh, that's actually behind this. And one thing is I like about this conversation is that for people to find their purpose and how to get through these kinds of things, you know, and that's what pretty much you're communicating on tonight. And so I've allowed myself to uh, have people in my life. So whenever I'm in trouble or whenever I need help, it's not just the people I can call on God. Yeah. <laughs> You know? And that's the number one, you know, yeah. in my life. So thank you uh, for that. Uh, and so um, uh, when you're going through something in life, how do you become a better person? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's interesting. I was teaching a class today um, on resiliency uh, to um, to this to the school age children. And I was talking about uh, the stress response and uh mm how to overcome uh, some things such as anxiety and uh, stress. And one of the, to my surprise, one of the young students um, called out and said, you have to have a growth mindset. And I said, that's right, young man. Oh, wow. <laughs> I was so I like impressed. It. Oh my goodness, I was so impressed. And so, um, and I went on to explain to the rest of the class that, you know, the difference between a fixed mindset and a growth mindset and how mm -hmm. it's important to be able to maintain a growth mindset, a mindset that really uses trials and tribulation as an opportunity to grow, right? Um, I think Joel Osteen once said that don't just go through it, but grow through it. Mm -hmm. And when we take on that type of mentality, it allows us to be able to find a gift in the pain. We're able to see that there are things that's oftentimes being worked out in us as we're going through those challenging times. In fact, I talk a lot about that in my book and about how many times God is really using the adversity as a way to sharpen us, to um, almost prune us, to refine. Sometimes we have to go through the fire to be refined, right? When you think mm -hmm. about the most precious metals, it's the fire that really brings out the essence and the beauty of them. And that is what, it, that that's the process oftentimes for us as well. As humans, God will use the most unlikely or yeah. <laughs> unwanted, mm -hmm circumstances mm -hmm. <laughs> to really help sharpen us and um, almost if you like a sandpaper you think about sandpaper right you get rough around the edges well that sandpaper is going to help smooth out those edges but guess what it's going to be a little rough it's going to be a little rough in the process and um, sometimes things can rub us the wrong way but when you understand that when we when when one main, maintains the right perspective um, through the process and the right attitude through the process, we can oftentimes come out that situation better and not mm. bitter. But it's all about perspective. It's all about perspective. Mm. Awesome, awesome. I I'm loving this. You know, this is something that um, I believe that many of us should take heat. <laughs> you know, because and when I was younger, I'm still young now, so. <laughs> but when I was little, this is the kind of inspiration or the kind of talk or the kind of 
conversation I wish I had when I was younger. And there are a lot of people who don't have mentors. Yeah. And I'm sure that uh, I believe, you know, that you're probably a mentor or inspiration to other people to have to listen uh, to what you have to say. Uh, but b- by the way, I would like to know, uh, w- w- how was your book doing, though? <laughs> How is my book doing? Yeah, how, how is it doing and how is it reaching people? Yeah. Uh, are people being inspired by it? You know, tell me a little bit about that. Yeah. I So just about every piece of feedback that I've gotten for my book has been positive. Um, people have told me how it's helped change their lives. I remember being out at events and people, you know, individual might stop me and, and just just to share a testimony about how much the book had touched them. And so mm-hmm. I've gotten a lot of great feedback. I've had people come to me because you see, I wrote the book over 10 years ago. Um, oh, and wow. so, okay. <laughs> over 10 years ago. And so I, um, I, of course I'm like, like you said, I'm still young today, but I was even <laughs> younger. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Um, and, and so people thought like, what does this young lady have to talk about life? What can I learn? And I had this one older woman come up to me, uh, not too long after purchasing the book. And she said, you know, Kiana, I honestly questioned whether or not I would get anything really that substantial or a value, um, because of your age and because, you know, I, and she said this out her, her out her mouth. I, you know, she thought that because I was so young, what kind of life had I lived at that point in time where I could share those type of um, uh, um, jump wisdom pieces of wisdom? And but the reality is that age really is just a number. And yeah. I've gone through so much, even as a young person, um, that it taught me and matured me um, at a possibly, I guess you can stay at a quicker rate perhaps, but, mm-hmm. um, and I've also, I'm a student, right? I'm not just a, not just academia, right? I, of course I have a few degrees on my belt, but in addition to that, I believe in studying and, and learning and, mm. and understanding like all these yeah. different things that we go through so that we could get through it. And so, mm. um, I'm the type of person that I like to put together the experience and also the research. And so I even merged that in my book. I put together the experience of what I've gone through, what I've learned, yeah. and my experience from life. And then I also looked at what other people went through, what they yeah. learned, what the mm-hmm. what, what studies have proven, what you know, you know, if it's not like actually no, I'm gonna say that I'm gonna say this. Um success leaves clues, right? And a lot of times we think we have to come up with something fresh, different, and that does not have to always be the case. Sometimes it's just understanding that we could stand on the shoulders of giants, that if we take the time to really listen to those who have gone before us and Mm. and really glean from their wisdom and understanding, then we Mm. can mature quicker and we can grow quicker and we can overcome quicker the things that are coming, you know, the things that we're finding ourselves faced with um, mm-hmm. throughout life. And so, um, but yeah, I've been really blessed in terms of how well the book did in terms of the impact. Uh, I'm going to be honest and say, I have not necessarily been pushing it. I need to, <laughs> I really do need to get back to it. Yeah. Um, I think there's been other things that I've been really focusing my attention on, mm-hmm. but I'm glad that you reached out to me to do this interview and that we're having mm-hmm. this conversation because it's a reminder that 
this message needs to go. This is a message that needs to be out there. And mm -hmm. um, and I'm going to commit to doing a better job to making sure that it gets back out there. Okay. All right. Awesome. Awesome. You know, and I love books. I'm, I'm a, um, how can I say this? Um, I read a lot, <laughs> okay. Okay. you know, uh, and so, um, I know I remember, uh, years ago, I said to myself, I wanted to grow my own library. Right. So, uh, every, for the past, uh, 10 years, I would say I've been growing my library. And it's gotten so big <laughs> that um, if I really wanted to, I I would have, um, I have a room, mm -hmm. but the books are so much that, you know, I need shelves, <laughs> you know, at least three or four, you know, going upwards. Okay. So, uh, yeah, so I, I, I love to read. And so as far as inspiration is concerned, a lot of authors had mm -hmm. gotten me to where I've been now, you know, because um, I've been to seminary and graduate school and everything like that. And so I've always had a love for reading. And not only the people in my life that has helped me pursuing my purpose, but mm -hmm. also the writers themselves who are actually authors. You know, I have a lot of friends of friends of mine who are authors as well. And so they have pushed me into my purpose to want me to write too. <laughs> so uh, I, I think that it, it that is, is very, very beautiful that what you're doing and uh, just keep doing the, the good work. Keep up the good work. <laughs> so uh, what I want you to do, because we're going to get ready to get off. So because um, I want to keep you too long uh, and then you can just stay on just for one minute afterwards. But first thing I want you to do is please give us at least one minute two the most, but you don't have to do two, but just one minute, if you can, uh, or two, <laughs> uh, okay. giving some practical tips and okay. how people can propel themselves into their destiny. Mm -hmm. All right, sure. All right. And so um, for those individuals looking to propel themselves into their destiny, I would recommend that first you get rid of the distractions, anything that uh, Susie or Bobby tells you to focus on and anything that you may maybe try to talk yourself out of and really get clear and get centered um, and complete with yourself, right? Um, heal any anything within you that uh, may not be whole um, so that you can be authentic and true to you. And when you're able to be authentic and true to you, then you're able to cl cl more clearly hear um, and listen to that inner compass from within to determine what is the path and what is the destiny um, there for you. And I would say be intentional. Does If that means reading more or taking up a class or volunteering to kind of explore and really get to know more about yourself and what you like and what you are drawn to, then do that. Do whatever it takes, but um, don't sit on your gifts. If you know that you have something that you were called to, to give to the world, um, then position yourself to be able to utilize it. And don't worry about the money. Don't let money uh, stop you in the sense of, uh, focusing too much on whether or not it pays enough or different things like that. And just focus on what it is that really lights up your soul and speaks to your heart. 
And when you do that and you follow that, oftentimes the money, the money will follow, right? The money will come, right? You can figure out how to bring the money later. But what's the most important is for you to be true to you and to follow that, follow your North Star. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. And I'm sure somebody got inspired out there, you know, because actually we're on YouTube and we're also in uh, our coaching and uh, counselors group as well. So uh, if you're not watching, you know, now many of you will be watching later on. And I hope that this is actually inspiring to each and every single one of you. So right now, I would like for you to let people know uh, where they can actually find you, you know, where on social media, you know, how they can get in contact with you. You have any speaking engagements coming up, wherever it is, you can let them know right now. Yeah. So um, people can find me. I'm active on Instagram and Facebook. I do have a Twitter, but I haven't been as active on that. Um, Instagram, you can find me under my pen name, which is Kiana Lynette, um, Kiana Lynette. And also on the same for my Facebook page. Um, and then in terms of events, I do actually have an event coming up. Uh, I'm recently, I started up a traveling mastermind and uh, we had a successful one in the Poconos uh, last month. And uh, we were able to get uh, this quarter mapped out. And now we're planning for our next mastermind, which will take place in Orlando, Florida. And so I'm super mm. excited about that. Uh, we'll be heading there from March 21st to the 24th. Um, for now, it is just a women's event. Sorry, fellas. <laughs> but, <laughs> but because we're going right. <laughs> overnight and intimate quarters, it just seems at this point we're going to keep it to uh, just women. Um, but you can expect to have an amazing time. Uh, as I mentioned, this last one was just so transformational. I got many great reviews, testimonials from that. And I'm just super excited. I'm super excited about all that God is doing in this year and beyond. And anyone who wants to come along and, and, and join for the journey, you're more than welcome. Let's make sure that we are truly pursuing our destiny and purpose in 2024. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much. And I actually appreciate you for actually coming on here tonight. You've inspired me and I'll have you on in the future, especially if you have any new projects or any other subjects, anything like that. You're more than welcome to come again. And I thank you so, so much. So everybody, thank you for actually coming on Agape Love Network. And please uh, let me put this up right here. Uh, if you would like to know more about Agape Love Network, I ain't going to put it up right now. I'll put it up later on. But just go to our website, www.agapelovenetwork.net, and you'll find all the information about the mental health and coaching group. Also, on our website, uh, well, not on our website, but on our YouTube channel, you can find us at uh Agape Love Network, Omar Lyles, the mental health coach as well. You can check out uh, the Agape Love Network magazine and all the uh, things that you can uh, purchase there as well, okay? And thank you for very much for coming on tonight. I've been overjoyed and uh, very welcome as well for having you uh, come on tonight and explain to people about detours to destiny, inspiring through challenging and rough time and tough time. <laughs> so thank you very much. So just stay on for just one minute and everybody, please 
Thank you. And good night. Good night.